Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode four of the Light Vision Podcast, where we have conversations to see the meaningful things in life. And I'm really excited to share this episode with you. This episode, I sit down with Rodney Baldwin, who's a vibrant man who has many things going on, is a hard worker, and he clearly loves God. And worship being a central theme to Fine Art Creations and how the human experience moves forward, he offers beautiful perspective. I love talking to him. He's such a vibrant character, a powerful personality in that area. Um, he certainly loves God clearly, but we also talk about, in addition to religion and worship, we talk about community, we talk about uh, race and the difficulties that come with it, and as people, how we can navigate those conversations effectively, and it is powerful. I really want you to listen to it. So here you go, episode four of the Light Vision Podcast. All right, so this week we're here with, with Rodney Baldwin. Rodney I've known you for a little bit, and I've always been struck by you. You're, you have a strong presence, a humble spirit, and I appreciate that a ton. But Thank for you. the listeners, um, introduce yourself. So my name is Rodney Baldwin. I am uh, I'm in IT. I'm also in uh, ministry at my church. I'm the director of life groups and outreach at the church. I'm also a worship leader. I'm the father of three beautiful children, um, and, and I'm just uh, uh, a go-getter. Uh, a hustler, if you will. So love life, love God, the core of who I am, not perfect, but just mm-hmm. the core of who I am. Um, um, strong, strong presence with, with loving people. I love people. Uh, I, I just love the human story like you, like yeah. yourself. Yeah. So that's who I am. That's awesome, man. Yeah. So let's, let's, let's pick a couple of things you said there. Sure. So I, I know that you, of your worship leading and your ministry just from being friends on Facebook and being involved right. in social media, which is, is, is it's passionate and it's uh, infectious what you do, which is, which is cool. Um, and I also love that you love the human story. Absolutely. Light Vision very much is about learning what is meaningful to us as humans. And this is This is one piece of the human story that you're going to tell. Um, but talk about, if you don't mind, your... your worship leading or how, how that started or, or maybe a deepening relationship with mm-hmm. Jesus. There's so mm-hmm. many different mm-hmm. forms in the religious world, having grown so up in many. a church. That can mean a lot of different things depending on who's Absolutely. hearing it, right? So Absolutely. what does it mean to you? So to me, it all is rooted and grounded. And I was raised a single mom. She raised us in the fear of the Lord. She raised us to fear God. We were at church on Wednesday night Bible study. Friday night a study and then two times on Sunday. So yeah. we've always known church. But to answer your your second question on the relationship part and and the trials that you go through, I really don't believe that we know uh, him and know God Jesus for who he is until we begin to go through our own circumstances. So we shift from shouting off of Grandmama saying he's a he's a deliverer or he's a healer into going through your own situations and circumstances, knowing that, oh yeah, he is a healer. He is a deliverer. He is a way maker. So that shift for me, when that shift began to take place, and it all seemed to have happened earlier in my life, which is I'm still trying to digest and understand why God allowed me to go through so much early, but, but to shift now into where I am now in ministry and serving over uh, over the youth now in this season between ages 10 and 18, really being able to uh, to give back to them and to see that, okay, yeah, your father was not there. 
now you're able to to talk to young guys that are going through the same exact thing. So I truly believe that we don't go through anything for ourselves. We go through for someone else. Hmm. We just have to open up our mouth and talk about it. Because the Bible says that uh, we overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. Hmm. So if we don't tell our raw truth, uh, no matter how um, nasty it may sound, how how hurt you may have been by it. If we don't tell that truth, we could be holding up someone else's progress. Mm. And could their blood be on our hands because we were too prideful or arrogant or whatever uh, to talk about it. So when I started going through those things, um, my, that deepened my relationship. It was no longer religion for me. I hate yeah. religion. <laughs> it was more so about relationship. Okay. You know, if you're only going to church on Sundays, and and nothing else is coming out of that. You're not studying during the week. You're not uh, 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 worshiping during the week. It, is it a job or is it a relationship? So that's where the core of that came from. Of course, I've made mistakes along the way. Uh, uh, one of the main things I began to deal with was the shame of having children out of wedlock. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, that, that, and that, that had been an issue for me for a long time. I would hide my children and go and serve behind the pastor. Mm-hmm. And, and God was like, you know, who the son says free is free indeed. But I dealt with so much shame because I knew it was out of order. But the more I began to seek the word, you know, if God forgive me, you know, the Bible says, if, if God is for us, who can stand against us? So I really had to shift my thinking on that. I had to forgive myself. Mm-hmm. Because I hadn't forgiven myself. God had God says He cast our, our sins in the sea of forgetfulness. Mm-hmm. We remind God. That's the crazy thing. So I had to get through that. That was very hard. And tra- and, and and shift to the place where to know that my children are a blessing. You know, they God God gave them to me. He's blessed me to take care of them, well care of them. They don't want need for anything. But those have been the challenges that I've had to deal with yeah. uh, through this process. And I've oftentimes said, God, you sure you still want me to minister? You sure you still want me to get on this pulpit when people can see my transgressions? Yeah. And yeah. that that's challenging. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I, I feel that God is calling a remnant of people that are willing to testify and are willing to speak their truth. And even if you don't, I feel like he'll put he'll put a situation on you where they're going to see it regardless. And that's kind of what happened to me. Yeah. So it's really getting through that process and really loving God in spite of yourself. Because I tell everybody, if nothing draws you closer to God, his love for you will. Hmm. That's, yeah, that's powerful. That's yeah. powerful. And having grown up in the church myself, and I, loving people mm-hmm. and loving instruction, I think that <clears throat> I've been tutored and, and raised in a way that respects the Word of God mm-hmm. uh, tremendously. But I've struggled with, with, with that kind of marriage between worship mm-hmm. in uh, an assembly and sounding a certain way. And maybe, yeah. maybe even, for me, I think I have been my truest self in those atmospheres. Mm-hmm. But then being able to transfer it over. I mean, right. working in public right. spaces and, um, you know, with... with Kind of this, this this increasingly kind of uh, this idea you don't want to offend anybody, right? Right. Uh, so how did you go from? I mean, with, your kid certainly is a powerful testimony, but mm-hmm. generally speaking, being that person everywhere and not just in a religious atmosphere, right? So integrity and okay. being truthful to who I am. If I'm truthful to who I am, I feel like that will spread in whatever. 
um, <clears throat> excuse me, aspect of life that I may have to uh, that I may have to deal with. So whether it's in the workplace, they see me watching, you know, sermons or, or whoever. And, you know, but at the end of the day, it, I, you shouldn't have to be uh, direct mm-hmm. with your Christianity. Your right. life should show it. Mm-hmm. I've always heard the saying, sometimes, you know, people may never go into a church. Your life may be the only life they see. Not to say that I'm completely perfect sure. because some people might say the devil used me and, and he does. But the gist of, of who I am in every aspect, be it the workplace or at church or at home, I love God. Mm. So it spills over uh, involuntarily. Yeah. So yeah. I, that's the way I stay true the, to that. The light. The light. Absolutely. Yeah. If the light is in you, then it will shine out. It out will. As well. Yeah, that makes it a lot will. of sense. That makes a lot of sense. Um <clears throat> So we can go so many directions. I mean, you're, you're fun to talk to already. Um, but what I'm fascinated, if we're sticking on the, the religious side or just the, the relationship with Jesus, mm-hmm. within that, it was already kind of mentioned, there's so many directions and perspectives that are found in the catalog of of denomination or belief systems, mm-hmm. especially so within Christianity, probably Absolutely. more so than anything else. Absolutely. Um, and as I mentioned briefly, too, what I'm... I don't know how we're going to kind of put this together, but I'm just curious about it. So um, I understand the separation between races mm-hmm. and the church. Mm-hmm. I understand the concept of it and, and mm-hmm. the, the difficulty that we as a country have had, especially as white people, mm-hmm. white males in particular, in approaching that conversation mm-hmm. to, to mend a broken system. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Have you seen any of that or been able to um, overcome some of those challenges? Or, or what are some easy ways, if, if you're counseling me, which you are, what are some, maybe some, I mean not easy, but effective ways mm-hmm. that we can overcome some of these, these divides? Are we speaking of church or just in general? Yeah, church and in, in general. general. Okay. Yeah. So church, I... I I'll say I'll say this. Um, there's a church in Brentwood called Bethel, mm-hmm. uh, one of the most diverse churches that I can say that I have been to. Okay. And I feel like the main reason for that is because there are different races in leadership. Okay. So that makes people comfortable with coming. If you have a you know if you have an African American pastor, then it seems as if the congregation is more is going to be more African American. If you have a Caucasian pastor, sure. that's just kind of how that how that how that flows. But if you have uh, different, the church I'm at now, New Direction Church, we have the associate pastor is Caucasian, the senior pastor is African American, and our church is half and half. Mm-hmm. Beautiful thing. I feel like that's the way yeah. churches should look. I feel like that's the way God intended it. But I feel like the root of that. Why, why there's predominantly one race churches is one because of uh, it could be because of what they see in leadership. But two, the general view of just where we are as a as a world system. So I feel like it's getting to know each side, not being so stuck on one side where you won't even go and have a conversation on the other side. I was raised in, uh, uh, by the grace of God, my mother put us in schools where there were, uh, where it was a good mix of both. So, and I've always loved everybody. So I've never seen color. I've always loved uh, Mm -hmm. Caucasian just as much as I've loved African-American. 
And so getting those perspectives and uh, and really merging those two, we really are more alike than we are different. Um, it, it's just the if you if you harp on the seeds that were planted based off of you know your childhood or whatever that can play a role when you get older. But if you really just love everybody with the agape love, the type of love mm-hmm. that God talks to us about, then I feel like you can jump through those hurdles yeah. um, and really you know don't listen to someone else's perspective or testimony. Get it for yourself. Yeah. You know. Now I, I will say personally that I've dated African-American women, I've dated Caucasian women. I've dated more Caucasian women than I have African-American women. And it's amazing the hate you'll get on the African-American side mm-hmm. for being a, uh, uh, if you will, a privileged black man. And and for and for uh, most people to say that, well, we don't have many men or blah, 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 blah. And then for me to date uh, a Caucasian woman, they, I get a lot of mean looks that way. Yeah. But then I also get mean looks when when uh, me and a, a girl that I'm dating that is Caucasian, if we walk into Ruth Chris and and she's with me. So it's it, so you still it's still very much so alive. Mm-hmm. It's just will you entertain it? Will you harp on it? Will that affect you? Yeah. So I don't let it affect me. I love who I love. I uh, love everybody mm-hmm. and uh, just, you know, you know, and just and that that's rooted in the love of God. Yeah. So we're supposed to love everybody, give everyone the same account of uh, amount of respect, if you will. So at the end of the day, if you just I feel like if you just, get, you know, push all of the, the nonsense aside of it. Yeah. Yes, it's real. Mm-hmm. But what can you do about it? Because right. oftentimes if God shows you something you're meant to bring about some type of change. Mm-hmm. You're not supposed to add to it, you right, know. Right. So, so yes, it's real, but but pray about it. Take it to God mm-hmm. and leave it there. You know, don't let your attitude be affected because of what you saw or what happened. Yeah. So it's yeah. really about loving people. And that's yeah. As simple as that, really. It's true. Exactly, yeah. loving people. Um, I'm a big movie movie buff. I go to mm-hmm. movie theater way too many times during any you know, in particular year mm-hmm. or whatever. Last year was, it's, it's embarrassing to admit this, but most people that know me know, know yeah. this. So I went to, to the theater 92 times last year. Wow. 116 times the year before yeah, that. Yeah, you like movies. I like yeah. movies. <laughs> <laughs> the point I'm getting to in relation to this conversation is that I, I feel like um, it is abundantly clear to me that the cinema reflects where we are as a society. Mm. And the this Stories, although imperfect in the amount that they're produced, mm-hmm. are are certainly moving in a way that is is honoring and listening to perspectives of uh, people of color and of women mm-hmm. that otherwise had not happened in the amount of <clears throat> volume. Most recently, um, I saw Just Mercy, uh, mm-hmm. based off of the Brian Stevenson book. And oh, I, I'm seeing that tonight. Yeah, yeah it's really yeah, good. Okay, yeah. so have you, have you read the book? Also, I have not. Uh, the, read, the book is, is fantastic. Brian is a, is a powerful individual uh, that I respect a ton um, but the movie paints that picture that, that love is what can heal the these, divide. these divides, yeah. these wounds um, but I think what's difficult from right now where we're sitting in 2020 in America and there's so much to that mm-hmm. but white male privilege is being highlighted more mm-hmm. now than has been mm-hmm. and I support that that aspect mm-hmm. that we've wronged so many people and have been unintentionally racist mm-hmm. f- 
for those that are kind-hearted and don't yeah. know it. You know, but we're raised right. on a system that, right. that it's very racist, and and that's what bothers me. Mm-hmm. Um, is that I could be exacting my privilege without knowing what I'm doing. Right, right. Um, and these films, these stories, these conversations are really helpful. They are to to know what I might be doing. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you say you walk into Ruth Christ you know, and, and you see these looks and you can, you can push the nonsense aside, how do mm-hmm. I deal with that? Mm-hmm. I think that's honorable and I think that's resilient. I think yeah. that's powerful. But man, I really wish that we didn't have to do that. Right, right, right. <laughs> Where right. there was a, a, a group of people yeah. that are stronger than the other. Right. Know, that say, you know what, I can just bury yeah. that through love. And I don't know what, I, I, that's a question that I don't have. Yeah. I don't know what <laughs> it will take yeah. to uh, to get there. You know, we, we were looking at, you know, the, the, this whole story about Dr. Martin Luther King, mm. that was only 50 years ago. I know, yeah. And they tell the story in history books and it'll make you think it was 300 years ago, but it was just 50 years ago. Yeah. So it's still, you know, it's still very true. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do uh, agree to your point of uh, most of the time it is unintentional because you don't realize it, but you offended somebody or what I did offended somebody. Mm-hmm. But to see, you know, it's still awkward in a sense to see um, a, someone on the African-American side that can carry their self well or you know, or, or articulate or stuff like that. Yeah. So that's, I think that's something that we have to work through on our end and stop being, uh, uh, a statistic, if you will. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it, it, it's, but you know, you have, um, I, for the la- I was trying to find a better word, but for the lack of a better word, it's just a certain level of ignorance mm-hmm. that both sides can have. Sure. And I'm and I'm talking about when African Americans can attack African Americans. It's almost like you know you you have the uh, uh, now of course I was raised in the project, so I, I I have to tell my truth because I can't tell anyone else's. I was raised in the projects for I think until we were about five. So I remember walking in the house and the back door open, and it was because somebody had broke in. So I remember things like that, and you know the grace of God that I'm that I'm just in awe of at this point in my life. In my life, when I had children, I started a career that that technically you would need a degree to start in, and have been there. And I didn't have one because I decided to raise my raise my daughter mm-hmm. uh, instead of pursuing that. Got in that career, been there five years. Uh, started a business. Uh, I own a business called Rodney Bowen Solutions, where I market businesses. And and you know, uh, I sought full uh, joint custody for my children. I have joint custody for all of my children since the age of twenty two. I'm twenty six now, yeah. and because of the the state of Tennessee, you know, the mother and the father have to have. Um, I, I think they call it. Um, the same standard of living. So because I made more, even though I had joint custody, I still had to pay child support, but I never complained about child support because my dad did. Now I love my dad now. The Bible says to honor your mother and father. So regardless of who he was then, I still honor him, still love him. Um, because Bible doesn't say honor your father, your good father. He just says honor your father. So, um, so with all of that, that helped me to be who I am today. So I've never complained about child support. I, I opened up another line of business and and made it. You see, sure, so yeah. it's it's really your thinking. 
But the attacks, oftentimes, I get more attacks on the African-American side than I do on the Caucasian side. Mm. They say, why do you want to live in that neighborhood? There's nobody black over there. Why do you want to, you know, why would you want to put your kids in private school? It's predominantly Caucasian and they're black. I'm like, are you are you really going to stay at that level of ignorance? I said, when do you have to be Caucasian to have a good education? So a lot of it is not, I don't believe, me personally, uh, uh, Caucasians... Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, degrading African-Americans. I feel like it's mostly African-Americans degrading African-Americans. You know, so it, it, it's it, it, it's just a fine line. It's like, you know, you've been so stuck in not having enough to where if you see someone that does have enough, you got an issue with them. Mm-hmm. You know, if you see anyone that can afford Louis Vuitton or Gucci, and, you know, and you get a welfare check, it's like you're upset, but you're really mad at yourself. Mm-hmm. And I used to deal with that very heavily where uh, people would always say I was arrogant. I was a narcissistic, egotistical or what have you because of my standard of living mm-hmm. until someone came across and said, don't ever tell anyone you're sorry for how you live. They said, because they have the same choices that you have. It's just what you did with yours and what they're doing with theirs. Yeah. But it is a the Bible says be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Mm-hmm. So if you can change your mind, and I'm still working on that about a lot of things, but if you can change your mind about it, mm-hmm. everything else will flow. Yeah. No, yeah. I've, I've said that a ton. The yeah. sim- simplest values in fitness. Right. If I can say I can train somebody. I can consult with somebody about the best solutions. Mm-hmm. But if, if they're not convinced that right. they want to do that, nothing. It's, we're, yeah. we're there. We're there, and we're wasting time. Maybe having good conversations, but that's it. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and it certainly works together. I, I appreciate you sharing that. Absolutely. Actually, all of that. Yeah. It really is is powerful. Um, kind of sharing my side of it, I be, it's, there's a quote that I, I'm reminded of and kind of haunted by, that the person who loves the idea of community is the one who destroys it, mm. in that we're not doing anything about it. Right. It's just right. like, I love this thought of, right. Right. of right. an inclusive, um, collaborative culture, mm-hmm. but I'm going to sit by myself right. in and my room, anything. in my home, even though we live next to, I'm in a duplex. I know, right. I know my neighbors, yeah. my direct neighbors, but I don't know pretty much anyone else right. in my neighborhood. We don't and have that's, community That's anymore. on me. Yeah. You know, yeah. Um, there's a way, even if if people don't want me to be a part of their life, that's understandable, mm-hmm. <laughs> certainly. Mm-hmm. Um, but I need, we need, as a, as a people, I think, to offer all the branches to each other. I agree. You know, to say, hey, I, I am your neighbor. I'm here. Right. My door's open. Let's get together. Right. And these are ideas that I'm thinking about. And it's been, I told you, we're working on year three that I've been here. We're mm-hmm. sitting in our kitchen right now. Um, but I haven't done that. I have, I have a letter drafted that I can give to my neighbors, but I haven't given it. Mm-hmm. You know, so there's things that mm-hmm. that I can do better. You know, that, yeah, that, of course. And, and make that community more inclusive. So I right. appreciate you sharing Absolutely. that. Absolutely. We're, we're in this together. Man. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, that's awesome. <clears throat> so this might be too grand of a question, but when, when you're switching gears a little bit, when you're not at the pulpit mm-hmm. um, and inspiring through the word of god and you're um not at work or caring for you what 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 do you like to do or just what is what is something that you enjoy doing rest rest (laughs) (laughs) because it pulled you know i i i feel like i'm probably more of an ambivert 
Okay. Because I relate to that. Yeah, because I, I love people, mm-hmm. but because what I'm called to do has me around people all the time, when I can be alone, I would be I would rather be alone. Okay. Um, and, and rest and, and take a trip every now and again. But, you know, when you're dealing with, you know, your, your job and then you have a business where you're helping people and then you're in front of people on Sundays and Wednesdays and then you have the children, it's like when I get a minute, I just want that minute. So I might watch TV. I might read a book. I love self-help books. Okay. So I might read a book, you know, work on finances with, with Dave Ramsley or something okay. like that. And uh, and really push that or write and think. Okay. So I really have time to think. So I just you know when I can uh, when I can be be alone and get a minute, I take advantage well, of it. Oh, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah. yeah. I, can, I mean, I relate to that too. I call myself an ambivert also. So. Yeah. Well, that's awesome, man. Um, man, you, we could really talk for hours. Right? I'm, I'm yeah. pretty convinced we could. Yeah. There's a lot that that this this country's going through the religious world's going mm-hmm. through the mm-hmm. spiritual awakening i think there's a lot of hope i really do i think there's a lot of hope yeah. at what's going on um in the world frankly but um, we still have some some challenges in our way right. uh, but that won't get in our way right think, yeah right yeah. It, it it is a lot of um it's it's so much going on to where you really can only Give it to Jesus. Mm. I mean, you really can because, I mean, the Bible says that the heart of the king is in the hand of the Lord and he'll turn it whatsoever way he will. Mm. So if 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 we call ourselves Christians and we believe in the Bible and, and all of it, nothing happens by happenstance. But we do know, Romans 8 28, that all things work together for the good of them that are called according to his purpose. So, so I think we should stop looking at, dare I say, being Democrat or Republican and look at being you because we're not going to agree with one person wholeheartedly on either side. Yeah. So, you know, if you, if you give it over to God and let him do it, you'll be good, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so it's really just, you know, praying about it. Yeah. You know, Bible says when my people... He says, when my people who are called by my name will humble themselves, seek my face, pray and turn from their wicked ways. He said, then I'll heal the land. A lot of people misinterpret that. But if you really look at it and digest that, it says, when my people Mm -hmm. in order to say, you know, why would you say my if everybody was his? Oh, sure. You see what I'm saying? So when my people, when we, the believers quit tripping and and turn from our wicked ways Mm -hmm. and quit being on defense, then the Bible says the whole land will prosper from just us. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that's powerful. That that is powerful. It's like the weight of the world is on our shoulders. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, if if we can just get that, and that's easier said than done. It really is. But just get that and just pray about it. You know, take it to the altar and leave it there, the grandmothers used to say, and and really just give it to him and don't pick it back up. Then, you know, you live your life. You live your your, your life the way God intended you to live. And uh, and, and you're going about your day. Mm. You know, we're, we're so worried about the White House when our house is out of order. Yeah. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, you way on Pennsylvania Avenue. And you, yep. and you need to get your house in order. It's yep. it's just it's it's just funny to me. So yeah. I think we worry about the wrong things, and it's a camouflage. It's a distraction mm. from us getting to where we're supposed to be. That's good. That's a good call. Yeah. Well, I think I'm gonna 
try and be wise and, and leave the conversation with those wisdom those wisdom words that you just shared. <laughs> but thank you so much, Absolutely. Rodney, thank you. for coming and, and having a good conversation. Absolutely. And hopefully we'll have more to come. I mean, Absolutely. I need to be better at staying in contact with you. But, um, man, I, I'm honored to be sitting with you. I'm honored as well. And to share these conversations. So thank yeah, you again so stuff. much. Thank you. you. Thank you. Well, that's it. Uh, you know what? I, I still don't have anything to add. Um, Rodney's words are full of wisdom, and they are powerful and inspiring. And I hope that you could leave this conversation with some intentionality and some encouragement to go forward and be where you are and make actionable steps and, and be a leader in those, in those areas and move forward so that the world can be impacted positively by your influence. Um, what would be positively influencing to Final Creations and the Light Vision Podcast is your support. That would be amazing. You can become a supporter on a monthly basis for as little as $5 a month. I mean, that's like coffee, like one coffee. But instead, you're funding and supporting conversations that are inspiring and moving. And you can do that now at patreon.com slash finor, F-I-N-O-W-R. And that would be amazing. So you can do that and help us out. And you'll be a an exclusive member for behind-the-scenes content as well. So there's a lot of really cool stuff. And it would mean the world to me if you go on there and become a, a member today. Um, so please do that. And until next time, go out into the world and shine bright.